Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. And the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still and know that he is God.
And good morning. It's good to be back with you. My name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopefulvermont.org. And uh, as we continue this morning, we just thank you for making the time to be a part of all things Living Hope Wesleyan Church. Uh, Before we begin, I just wanted to make a statement, and that is simply that uh, there's nothing more sacred than human life. And as a church, we need to learn how to become more effective in reaching those families and children that desperately need us, that need the hope that Jesus has given us through his salvation, through the joy that we have knowing that we are redeemed, that we might reach out and mentor, that we perhaps will become foster parents and get involved in those ways that some might even adopt and reach out into this world of hurting people and let people know that we have a hope, we have a Savior, we have an answer. And that answer is not on simply because we vote. That answer is how we live because Jesus loves us and lives in us and through us. So may we, church, become the church that truly lives Jesus and reaches out, that they would know that we are for them, not against them. We are quick to help, quick to serve, quick to give. May we be his church, that people will know us by our love because he first loved us. Jesus, we thank you for this moment that we can pause and pray and thank you. We thank you for this time that we can see you and embrace you and know you. God, we just ask for your wisdom. We seek your face and ask that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, amen, and thank you again for making the time to uh, be a part. The call to worship this morning is from Romans eleven thirty three through 36, which says, Oh, how great are God's riches in wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs 
to pay it back. Verse 36, for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is tended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. All glory to God. Let it be done. Amen. As we uh, look this morning, we do thank you for uh, subscribing on Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Living Hope Wesleyan. We're also on YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church. You can find the church Facebook page on uh, Facebook. It's the same as Twitter, at Hope for Vermont. And uh, we just thank you for being a part of all things Living Hope Wesleyan Church, at Living Hope Wesleyan on Instagram as well. And as we look forward to this morning's message, I look forward to sharing in person 9 o'clock at Crossbrook Middle School. That continues throughout July and then August. We take August off uh, from meeting at the middle school and we will meet uh, at the Fuller Field, 5805 Wadbury Still Road, Wadbury Center, 05677. I might be getting ahead of myself at the in-person today. Kids packs are available. We're trying to develop the children's program as you would like to get involved and help out and volunteer, uh, mentor, and uh, take care of children during that time, just the sermon time, 18 to 22 minutes. We certainly encourage you to get involved and um, to invest in our children. Uh, as I mentioned, Sundays in August, it will be just behind the chapel campus. We have the portalette ordered. We have uh, some special guest speakers coming, and so it should be an excellent time. Hopefully you can make that uh, this summer in August as Crossett Brook Middle School will be cleaning their uh, cafeteria floors for the month of August. So this Sunday in all of July, we'll continue to meet at Crossett Brook. Then following, we will go to Fuller Field for, uh, for that month. Connection cards, it's a great way for you to uh, stay up to date on all the events taking place this summer. You can text me your email address, just text me the number on the screen, uh, your email address, and we can keep you up to date on all of those things. This Tuesday is the final free coffee Tuesday. It's been a great experience. Final free coffee Tuesday. That's at the chapel campus, uh, 7 and 9 a.m. this Tuesday. If you'd like to come and get involved, we'd love to have you uh, as well. Uh, the band concert for the Waterbury Center Band that takes place at the gazebo at 05677. Tuesdays at 7 o'clock. Hopefully you can uh, join and attend. I know uh, Kathy Wilder, she plays, as well as uh, others that we know from the community. So if you're available, we'd love to have you join at the gazebo in Waterbury Center, uh, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. The July prayer calendar should be coming out shortly. So watch your inbox for that. We'll try to mail those out as well with snail mail. Uh, I'm looking pretty dark today. No, not because I'm tan, but because my lighting is all messed up. So if that throws you off, just turn off the uh, screen and just listen. <laughs> anyway, Burke Family Camp begins July 9th through the 17th. Contact Sharon Fuller as you would have any questions regarding that. Burke Family Camp, July 9th through 17th. And um, as we continue this morning at the in-person, 9 a.m. across the Brook Middle School, we'd love to have you join, but we'd love to have you invite a friend or a neighbor or a co-worker, a family member to join us, to know about the hope of Jesus, to understand that God is for us and we want to be like him. 
The memory verse for this month is James 1.5. James 1.5, we find these words. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. God is not scared of our questions. He is not frightened by what we might have to say. He is not nervous about our uh, unknowns, our uncertainties. But if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Amen. What a tremendous reminder that is. The prayer request uh, can be mailed to Stacy Granfield. Thursday she sends a uh, guided prayer outline. If you'd like to become part of that, just contact her. And um, you can also put the prayer requests in the comment section. You can email those to me, pastor at hopefulvermont.org, pastor at hope, F-O-R, Vermont spelled out, dot org. And we love to uh, pray with you, rejoice with you, mourn with you, and be the church that cares about you as God cares for us. Let us pray. And uh, I just am reminded of the two memorials I did this weekend for Ed Brown and Wayne Lafley. We just lift up their widows, we lift up their families, and we just pray for God's continued grace and blessing and comfort and salvation to be known in their families. And for those that are battling a diagnosis or a treatment that are struggling financially, we just want to lift those to God as well. As you have prayer requests, certainly type those in the comment section. Email me, text me, and uh, let us pray with you so you don't have to feel alone uh, carrying these burdens. So Jesus, we thank you that you love us. And Father, we give you praise because you are with us. And God, even though it's hard to believe, sometimes we understand that you are here. So Jesus, we choose to follow you. We choose to accept the Bible as your truth. We choose to grow and develop not what we want to believe, but who you say we are, we desire to become. Those that love you, those that know you, those that reach out to others, those that instead of shaking a finger or telling people what they need to do, we are quick to intersect people's lives to help, to assist, to bring joy. So, Father, may the church be the church that you've called us to be, that we would become those that love you and serve others, that we would understand that our agenda needs to be non-existent compared to what you desire, because your ways are above our ways, your thoughts are above our thoughts. May we choose to think as you do, and to act as you would have us, that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear the hurts and the cries that we would be quick to embrace with your truth and your grace. In your love, Jesus, may we live. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. And uh, if I sound a little bit tired today, perhaps I am. It's been a busy couple weeks, and... Um, I just uh, tried to bring energy, but I just know it's from the joy within that God gives us energy. You don't want to be fake. You want to be authentic. So yeah, I'm a little bit tired today, but I'm glad to have you joining with us to share God's word with you. And we do thank you for your t continued giving through tithes and offerings, your generosity uh, to Living Hope Wesleyan Church. As a follower of Jesus, those that call Living Hope Wesleyan Church your local church, we thank you for giving of tithes and offerings. You can certainly give online, hopevermont.org, the Be Generous tab. So many gifts come in online, and we appreciate that so much. Also, people that give 
uh, in the in-person, whether at life groups, when we will have those back in the fall, or at the 9 a.m. Uh, in-person worship gathering at Crossbrook Middle School. We thank you so much for that. There are several needs uh, within our community and now even within the life of our church, whether it's uh, building a facility, whether it's uh, the parsonage, it could be those in need. Uh, we just want to be available to say that we are for people and we are quick to give financially to help others, not just to seek for ourselves. So as God would have you, as you are giving, we just say thank you uh, for, for those things. We continue in Acts, Acts 1, Acts 1.1, it says, In my first book I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. We spent last week, Father's Day, talking about the importance of telling someone about who Jesus is, what he has done in and through your life, what he has taught you, what you are learning that we must learn from, walk with, and invest in others. The importance of learning from, walking with, and investing in in others that we need each other that's something that i shared at both the funerals this past two days that we need to be walking with people because we will feel alone we will feel as though we can't step forward but we need others to invest in us that we can cry out to and that we would also share god's love with we do this for the sole purpose of why acts was written acts was written to spread the gospel and expand the kingdom of god it was for the good news of jesus that we share with others what he began to do in our lives what he has taught us that the the kingdom might grow that Yes, we would proselytize, is that the right word? That converts would happen, that people would put their faith in Jesus, that people would know the salvation of God, that the only hope that he gives is that we might know him and make him known. This is why we as Christians live. Why do we do that? Well, we find in Matthew 16, 24 through 26, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Verse 26 of Matthew 16. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Is chasing the American dream what we all desire? Is looking for success by today's society standards what we need to strive for? No, nothing is worth more than one soul. Nothing is worth more than one soul. Nothing is more sacred than the life that you have because the soul that God created us is for a purpose, to live eternally with him and call others into that same hope that they might know his peace even though they've gone through such a loss. So in Acts 1, 1 through 8, we're moving forward. In my first book, that's, Luke, Dr. Luke, talking about the gospel of Luke. I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized 
with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? They were still thinking an earthly kingdom, but I think if it was me, I would still be thinking, hey, is it time for me to get that gift yet? Like, what, when is that gift going to come? And maybe in their mind, it meant that they were going to be given leadership over the Romans or given leadership over those that had persecuted them or given leadership in some way so that they had that notoriety, that they had some sort of power and money and prestige. But they asked, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore your kingdom? Jesus replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That was a memory verse from last month that says that we will receive power. You will receive power. You will be his witnesses and you will tell people about him everywhere. You will receive power. The Greek word for power is dynamis, where we get the word dynamite. What it means is you will receive a miracle. You will receive such power. It could only be described as a miracle. Therefore, you could be his witnesses. The original word for witnesses could be translated martyr. It would be something that you would be willing to die for, that people would know that you died for your faith in Jesus. You would die for the power that God gave you, the Holy Spirit living in you, us abiding in Him. This is what you would be willing to do. You would be willing to be a witness, a martyr for the sake of Jesus, and then that you would tell people everywhere that you would have a testimony, that you would share with others that if it did not come to death, it did not come to martyrdom, which, frankly, we all hope for, even though some of us need to prepare for what it might cost us to live for Jesus. Not that we bring it on ourselves. Too many people bring things on themselves because they speak out of turn. They don't care what people think, and they just blurt it out without first the prompting and leading of the Holy Spirit. So we give testimony. Why do we give testimony? Well, it says in Revelation, the power. The power is the miracle, the miracle of Jesus. The witness equals willing to be a martyr, and the telling is the testimony that God wants us to do, to share. How will they know if they do not hear? How will they hear if we do not go and preach and tell them and comfort them and love them? In love, there is both truth and grace. In God's absolute divine love, there is both truth and grace. You might lean as a truther and you need more grace, or you might need a grace or you need more truth. But in love, there is both truth and grace. We need to do the telling, the testimony that they might know who Jesus is. And they defeated him. This is from Revelation twelve eleven, By the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. We can live for Jesus in understanding that our lives will be used by him 
to share the truth and compel others to the reality that his salvation is for them, that God is for us, that he loves us. And what he's calling us to give up is not something good, but he has something great. It is not because he is anti whatever we love. It is because he has something better. Won't we desire not to live for our own agenda, not to live for our own dreams, but we would desire to make his ways our ways, his thoughts our thoughts, that we would meditate and focus and pray to him, that our minds would be consumed and our actions would revolve about how Jesus lived and would we live the same as him. Yes, Jesus spent time with sinners and tax collectors, as I preached before. God spent time through his son with those that turned their back on him, those that spit on him, those that would never receive his message of salvation. And as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, as a disciple, won't we, you and I, spend time with those that will reject us, will reject the faith, the truth of Jesus, just that they might know, have the opportunity to see through our lifestyle that we believe that we've been forgiven, that his salvation is for us. Won't we sacrifice some of our own desires and share because of the blood of the Lamb and by our testimony that we have defeated Satan and we live forever? Grief, sorrow, mourning, loss, these are realities. They're more than emotions. These are realities of people within our congregation, people that are friends of mine, people that are friends of yours, people that you work with, that you see each day, that they're going through. Too often we just categorize it as mental illness. I would say it's emotional health, mental wellness. And I'm not discrediting mental illness at all, but sometimes we want to put a label on something And at times, medication is what you need because God uses science. God reveals himself through science. God says, hey, look, this is how I've done it. But we need to be in a position where we can weep with those that weep. Rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. As people are sharing stories of adolescence, 11, 13 years old, having suicidal ideations or attempting to take their life. Two, two pastor friends of mine have had their own children have suicidal attempts. And you could point fingers and you could say it's bad parenting. You could point fingers and not knowing the situation, draw your own conclusion. You could judge, but judge not lest you be judged. Let us be known by our love and our compassion and our empathy. And what would cause someone to have that lack of hope that they would think that their existence is not needed, is not wanted, is not valuable? We can be kind, we can smile, instead of pointing out somebody's bad teeth, we can thank them for smiling at us. Instead of pointing out somebody that voted differently than us, we can be grateful that they are still with us. I go back to that story I shared 
a few weeks ago, months ago, whatever it was, of the podcast I listened to of the young man that was gay, and he said that he really felt that his parents would prefer to tell their friends that he died by suicide than to tell their friends that he was gay. What a sad place we found ourselves. What a disruptive place we've allowed Satan to come in and control the narrative. What if we could be the church and say that we love you, we embrace you, whether you accept Jesus or not, we want to be like him. So in Corinthians, Paul writes three different times, I beg the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in weaknesses and in insults and hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ for when I am weak, then I am strong. I take pleasure in my weaknesses for when I am weak, then I am strong. When we are persecuted, when we are put down for the name of Jesus, that is right where we need to be. When people question, how could you think that way? How could you act that way? And when we are actually living in the abiding good life that God's called us into, we can say, it is not me, it is Christ in me. It's me that no longer lives. Take pleasure in my weakness, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am mourning, and have hope, people see it different than those that mourn without hope. Deb Brown did an excellent job yesterday sharing the story of the love she had with Ed. She did a phenomenal job sharing how Ed did not go to church, but he had a faith. And over the last two years especially, from receiving this diagnosis, it seemed as though God was turning his heart. And then she shared how Ed made that profession of faith and what joy it is to know that we will see him again. We will see those that profess and confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, that confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, we will see them again. What joy it is to know that in our weakness of mourning and in suffering, we will see Ed again. What a great story. What a great reality that is. So Acts 1.8, But you will receive power. You will receive a gift. The Comforter has come. The Comforter has come. This is from an old hymn. Oh, spread the tidings around wherever man is found. Wherever a human heart and human woes abound, let every Christian tongue proclaim the joyful sound. The Comforter has come. The Comforter has come. The Holy Spirit, the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the Comforter has come. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, we find these words. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given you all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
if you would like to get baptized this summer, we would love to baptize you. We would love to say and have you share by the profession of your mouth that you desire to follow Jesus and you want everyone to know that you are a follower of him. And we will baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We cannot wait. We anticipate. We look for and we hope for many baptisms the rest of this summer. So please contact me if you are interested, if you would like to know more about being baptized. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You might feel as though you're alone, but the presence of God is with you. You might feel as though nobody cares, but God, I dare Trust that you seek him and find him, that you would know him and understand his love for you. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's where you live, where you work, where you go and where you hope to vacation, where you live, where you go, where you work and hope to vacation. This is where God wants us to be his witness because we have his power. We have that dynamite miracle that only God can give, the power of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, the one who loves us and enables us to open our mouths and share words of grace and truth and love to others. This is what he says. In Psalm 46. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed from the very break of day. God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble God's voice thunders and the earth melts. This is Psalm 46, verse 7. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. God is our protection. God is our hope. God is our provision. He is all that we need. And he is the power that we receive, that we can be his witnesses, telling people everywhere about him that we would fulfill the Great Commission, that we would be used of him to understand the greatest commandment, to love him, to love ourselves, and to love our neighbors in the same way that he loves us, that they might know his salvation, that we might know that he is for us, and we can be for others. We can serve others even if, even when, they stab us in the back or turn their back on us we can become like Jesus because we have received his power. Jesus, we need you. 
And Father, with so many situations and culture and society, we desire not just to jump and cheer and say, hey, we won, but to say, God, use us to reach into lives that they might know your peace, your love, your forgiveness, that they might know your hope, your strength, your joy, that they might know your wisdom and your power, that they might know that they can be your witnesses, telling and sharing their testimony of what you've begun to do and teach in their lives as you have done in our showing us in ours. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.